and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. <laughs> it was different. <laughs> What's going on? Look, we've had over 100 episodes now. I've got to mix oh, it up occasionally, wait, okay? Doing? My name is Chip Thompson, and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. And this is uh, episode 15 of season one of Chip, Deep Pockets, part mm. one. Uh, what happened last time, MC? Uh, Ridley Dudley's, Dudley Ridley's, <laughs> yeah. had to go back to it. Uh-huh. Uh, his past finally came up to him after his, his however many years of... of Gambling and hustling. Hundreds. And, hu- yes, hundreds <laughs> of years. <laughs> um, of, of ripping off demons. It's come back to bite him. Uh, literally, well, not literally, Wait. but pun, in the form <laughs> of bites, a uh, half shark demon y thing, which sounds really intimidating, but he was perhaps the lamest, <laughs> most ineffective villain heavy ever. And we kind of put to bed Ridley's whole gambling thing because it was turned out it was all a curse. Yes. He'd been cursed to be by a con man gambler. By, by an evil puddle. Yes. <laughs> oh, well remembered. And uh, yeah, but Chip made it all right uh, by robbing a bank or an armored car or something. But it's fine because he only took two sacks of money. Yes, that will go down well in a court of law, I yeah. should imagine. And we ended the episode with a little glimpse of uh, mm. Detective Jack Bentley, mm. who seems to be a bent copper MC. Hey. <laughs> he seems to be on the take with something. And we've had little hints of uh, little characters who have been involved in some sort of maybe bigger organisation or and something. They clearly know something about Chip. Yeah, and Cat. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we also. Uh, don't worry. We commented on how attractive Cat was during the episode. <laughs> she was only in it for like a single scene, but we still, you know, the, the, the narrative still mentioned her looks. It's <sighs> fine, don't worry. At least we didn't talk about her naked breasts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if we're going to talk about them this episode as we get into Deep Pockets, part one. Previously on Chip, he just wanted to get home, or at least a place that he called home nowadays. Home being the land of hope and freedom, the United States of America, and more specifically, New York City. (laughs) Cat had come back with Chip last night, and they had spent the night together. Only now, in the morning, Chip was alone. Cat had left. Look, Cat, it seems like you've got a lot of stuff going on at the moment, so maybe you don't need a friend or a relationship right now. But there are some things in this world that we all need. A place under the sun and a million dollars. Cat laughed. Companionship. Cat stopped laughing and looked down at her feet, nodding. She didn't say anything. If you decide, I'll be around, Chip said. Cat just stood in the doorway, the door only open a little bit so Chip couldn't see inside. You got company? He said. No. Cat replied after a few seconds pause. Although it might break your perceptions of me. I've learned my lessons after being a great big slut. I never... Chip stopped and quickly changed tack. How are you feeling? I could use some backup tonight. You wouldn't believe I'm coping. She blurted out, taking Chip by surprise. I think I'm getting better. Possibly not, but there's something I need from you. Name it. Get lost. Don't come back here for a while. Chip slowly nodded and cut closed the door, locking it behind her. I got something. Had to bribe a freaking corrupt cop to get it. I'll reimburse you. Not that type of bribe. Detective Bentley likes information. Anything that'll enable him to win Employee of the Month. Let's just say I won't be attending a high-stakes card game for a while. Detective! A young, uniformed officer said, walking over to Bentley. I found a fingerprint on the side of the van. If you tell anyone about this, I'll plant you in a room full of cocaine with a dead hooker, understand? Now beat it! 
Bentley walked down an alley near the crime scene and shone a torch on the print he had been given. Satisfied, he reached for his cell phone and pushed speed dial 1. It's me! Guess whose fingerprint I'm holding? The voice on the other end spoke. Bentley tucked the print in his pocket. That's right, here's. Feeling the cold water droplet run down his back, Chip mopped them up with his white towel. The winter months had been closing in on New York City now for some time, and the ground was covered in a small layer of snow. Oh, it's very romantic, very mm. Christmassy, very Home Alone too. Mm, except we know Chip doesn't have any central heating. <laughs> there wasn't much heating in Chip's there apartment. <laughs> oh, there wasn't much, so there's a little bit. He's, he's gone soft. <laughs> There wasn't much heating in Chip's apartment, but enough layers of clothing were able to keep him warm. See, he's fine, he doesn't need it. No laughter tracks, nothing, he's alright. In the front room, the television was on. The news programme spoke of an increase in pickpocketing in the area of New York. Chip was a little out of reach to hear it. He didn't normally like to have the TV on, but due to his lack of reading material, the television became his only outlet of entertainment. If you could call it that! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like how this is something that literally only came about because you ripped off a TV show and here you are bitching about TV. Yeah, I don't get it because I used to watch TV. Yeah. I like TV. Yeah. TV's fine. I, I don't understand. Was it just my attempts to make him chip more broody because he reads and he doesn't watch television Except like I do? he does yeah. watch TV, but he doesn't like it. Oh, I don't normally watch TV, but I mean, <laughs> Countdown was on. <laughs> That's not the first time we've made a countdown reference on this show. <laughs> it fits in with that era, doesn't it? Yes, yes it does, yeah. He'd been meaning to ask Ridley about any occult bookstores around. There was a knock at the door. A chip slid his dark blue jumper over a black t-shirt. Think of the devil? Because uh, it's like, speak of the devil. Yeah. But he thought of him instead. And he's sort of a demon devil person-ish, kind of. Well, you're just taking it too far now. You're reading too much into the text, MC. <laughs> Chip continued to dry his hair with a towel as he walked out of high bedroom and over to the front door of his apartment. However, it was not the New York half-demon that stood in Chip's doorway. It was Cat. <gasps> hey, she said. But how attractive is she right now? <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll get there, MC. Is she going to start stalking him? Oh, well, she's very bad at it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I come in and just look at you? <laughs> This is something, because obviously they've been a bit apart since they kind yeah. of fought each other. Chip was stalking her. Yeah, yeah a lot's gone down between these two. Yeah. yeah. The small room, wad, filled with the sounds of whips being cracked, mm. thud of bodies being slammed against concrete, and screams. Oh, no. Yeah. Where are we? <laughs> I'm worried already. Oh, no. I don't want to know. <laughs> don't want to know. Uh, well, at least What's we know Kat on? is at Chip, so she's not going to be responsible yeah. for this. I'm sure it'll be. Yeah. She closed her small grey eyes and felt the pressure of the needle piercing her flesh. It wasn't pushed in lightly like that of a small flu jab, instigated by a fat yet gentle nurse. (laughs) We've all been there. That's relatable. We've all had small flu jabs instigated by a fat yet gentle nurse. Fat yet gentle. Jesus. Normally fat people are really rough. Oh no. The guard was harsh, not worrying about any discomfort he was causing. She winced in pain and tried to move away, but the restraints held her ankles and wrists tightly. The guard slapped her hard too. This at least took away some thought of her arm, which was now dripping with a trickle of blood. 
I wonder, do you think it's related to the evil pharmaceutical company? Ooh, the one uh, that Dwayne McCarthy yeah. was part of and was tested on cat? Mm. Ooh, interesting. Follow me. The cloaked guard said as he undid her shackles and dragged her out of the room. The poison she had been injected with was beginning to take effect. As she was pulled by her arm through the corridor, passing her kind's brothers and sisters, all locked up in small cages, crammed in like fat sardines. Again with the fat thing again. Fat Are sardines. They gentle, though? <laughs> Are the sardines nurses also? Also, the um, her kind. Mm. Is, it a, is she a demon or something? Or some sort of supernatural thing? Maybe. Mm. Mm. The guard dropped her beside two grey steps and she lay on the cold concrete in front of a figure dressed all in black. The figure wore a shawl so its face was not revealed. <laughs> a shawl is in you spell it like a shoal of fish, not a shawl. <laughs> There's a bunch of fish swimming in front of this dude's face. That was the, the fat evil sardines. Pu- this, the evil puddle. And the, <laughs> with a bunch of fat sardines. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It offered it hand to her, and she tried to reach for it, her hand trembling. Just before their hands touched, one of the guards raised his boot and stuck it in her face. Relina! Came a cry from the cages. This was met by a strike from an electronic device on the prisoner that spoke out of term. Somebody's whacking with an iPad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if it was an iPod from back in the day, that would have hurt. True. Quite chunky. The evil pharmaceutical company is Apple. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Oh, we had Bill Gates, now we're going to have Steve Jobs. <gasps> it all makes sense. Relina's eyes could just about see the blued light that filled the room. The dark figure in front of her still out its hand. Again, Relina tried to reach for it. A club was brought down across her back. See out your master, some respect. The guard yelled. I think some mixed messages here. <laughs> yeah, so the figure in black is the master, I guess? Yeah, but why is he holding... The hand out, and then you're not allowed to... Like, um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Still, the master held out it hand. It hand, my God. I can't say it. This time, Relina just bowed her head. The master nodded and stood in front of Relina, calling for her to stand. Relina did, on unsteady feet. The master leaned in close and whispered, You will obey me, and no one else. Relina nodded, and a tear fell from her eye. The guard struck her one more time and she was out cold. So is this a pharmaceutical company or <laughs> some sort of cult? Yeah, maybe. Or something else entirely? I don't know. I do. So is this some sort of brainwashing thing going on? I guess. Really? So... Some sort of fat sardine? <laughs> <laughs> is she going to join the shoal of fish around <laughs> the, uh, the face of the master? Also, I guess is the character's name is the Master, not to be confused with the Master from Tomorrow Gaysin, <laughs> which was a plan to end the world. Not to be confused with the Master from <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if Subtle it was actually the Master from <laughs> Buffy? There was a space of about six feet between Chip and Cat as they sat in the apartment's living room. They had yet to converse at all, and the silence was becoming more apparent by the minute. So, Chip began. How are you? Fine, Cat replied. Good, that's good. A few more seconds of silence passed. I was expecting Ridley to be standing at the door. He's the only one that ever knocks at it. Well, knocks is probably the wrong word to use there. He seems to have developed a way to pick any lock in the world and... You want to know why I'm here? 
Cat suddenly interrupted. Chip nodded. I've been thinking about what you've said, and everything that's happened over the past few months. We hardly know each other, and already we've screwed, nearly killed each other, and everything else in between. Just like you and me. <laughs> I like that the ends of the scale are had sex, nearly killed each other, and then just everything else that I mean, comes between that. It's that kind of the opposite on the spectrum, aren't they? I guess so, but what? I mean, or, 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 or are they quite close to you? Worst. <laughs> 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 well, you know, Chip did give her a lot of bruises, so. <laughs> I'd say you know more about me. Chip said, looking at Cap, I've really bored you with my life story. Didn't hold anything back. How about we share? No! <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a lot. Chip, I really don't want to talk about my life, my past. And I don't want to open up and confess all. That is the last thing I'll say on the subject. Wow, she really is guarded, isn't she? Yeah. She's literally like, no, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I'm not talking about it. I know you've been going through my bins, all right? <laughs> I think that's why. I just think she's like, look, you've literally stalked me. I'm not giving you yeah, my yeah. birth certificate, all right? <laughs> Fair enough. I can't make you. And any attempts on your part were resulted in a kick in the face. Noted. There was always a sense that when someone has had troubles in their life, they tell people they don't want to talk about it, when really, all they want to do is be rescued and confess all. <laughs> Especially if you're a woman. Because <laughs> if you're a woman in trouble, you need a big, strong man to rescue you and make it all alright and hold you tightly and say, it's alright, darling, I take you away from all this. Do you know what? I don't actually know if there's too much sexism in that sentence. And I, I can see why you'd think that, considering the rest of the series. But yeah. I think this is actually me being an awkward teenager going like, I don't know how to talk about feelings, ah. but I really wish I did. But I'm afraid. And I just I want just someone want to tell me. a big, strong ninja to come along. <laughs> sweep me up in his arms. And bruise me. <laughs> there was always a sense that when someone has had troubles in their life, they tell people they don't want to talk about it, when really all they want is to be rescued and confess all. However, Chip could feel that when Kat said he didn't want to talk, she meant it. Uh, I'm guessing I've just missed out the S and I'm not switching perspectives here. Okay, this only added to the mystery that was her, and Chip found it even more fascinating. Oh, good. Oh, no. Then she said something to add to that. I want to help people. Kat looked down at her feet. You going to join the NYPD? Chip asked. If you're going to be a joke about it, Cat stood and went to walk away. Do you think this is just a, a very early nod on, like, a cab? Um, all cops are bastards. You, oh. you, you're just saying, like, <laughs> NYB, they D don't hurt, help people. They hurt people. I don't think I was that politically aware. No, I no. don't. <laughs> then how do you mean, Cat? Because I never know what the hell you're thinking. No matter how, many time, how much time I spend staring at you through the bathroom window. <laughs> I've literally read your diary and I still don't know. <laughs> And Dario just says, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and I'll kick you, Dario, and you try to make me talk. Dear Dario, shut the hell up and get away from me. I mean, like, Cat said, still standing, I've seen what you do, kill things. I used to do that for fun, but you, it's almost your life. I never understood until that deal with that big blue demon when you told us everything. It's a bit much to take in. Yeah, when Chip told them about how we went evil and tried to end the world. Yes, oh, it's quite a lot, that, isn't it? Oh, a bit overwhelmed. I like how she used to kill things for fun as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
this is where they're kindred spirits. Yeah. But I, I think cat means demons and bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, just the thought of something like, I'm going to devote my life to killing demons and getting <laughs> supernatural powers. It's fucking raw awesome, man. <laughs> cat just wants to go fox hunting. <laughs> Try living it. Chip sat back in the chair. But you still do it every day for no reward or benefit to yourself. You fought with friends, killed people, and been to all these weird and strange places. I guess I feel I can relate. This caught Chip's attention, but he didn't interrupt. So is Kat literally opening up slightly, even though she said she wasn't going to? She's not. She said she wasn't going to talk about her past. Okay. Which I guess she isn't. Mm. But she is saying about... She's talking about her future, MC. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really proud of that. Well done. (laughs) That does sound like a line from Tomorrow Gason. <laughs> it does. This caught Chip's attention, but he didn't interrupt. But I don't know why. And I don't know why I want to help people. But I've been looking after myself for 23 years. I want to try a new path. Cat still didn't make eye contact. She felt a little stupid for saying any of this, especially in front of Chip. I don't know about helping people, Cat. That's not really what I do anymore. Since Chip had been in New York, the people he had dealings with were Ridley, Cat, and his landlord lover, Jason. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's meant to be landlords, but let's just leave it as that. Yeah. He's, the whole time he's been having an affair with his landlord called Jason. <laughs> Do we think he's had dealings with Mock as well? Yeah, that's Really true. bad ones. Yeah. Really poor social rea- uh, interactions. Everyone and thing else he had killed. It was like their days of Tokyo when he and the rest of the gang were solely responsible for helping people. But things had since become different. It had become less about the people and more about stopping the evil things that lived in their shadows. The mission had become lost somewhere and this was the first time Chip had really known it. Mm, That's quite interesting. Sort of him realising that he's kind of... Because when he first went to New York it was just to escape from the gang, wasn't Mm, it? Yeah. And since then, he's been sort of floundering around. There was this sort of thing with the one, and we were, was he going to turn evil again, which he didn't. But he hasn't really, he hasn't got a mission. He hasn't yeah. got a purpose. Well, I was going to ask you, actually. So with that in mind, so the idea that Chip isn't really helping people anymore like they've mm. done previously. Mm. He's just killing evil things. Mm. Do you think that's been a fair representation of the series? Yeah, I think so. Um, just I, Other than Ridley or Cat sometimes needing help, there hasn't been anyone, no little old ladies going to up to him and saying my house is haunted. Or <laughs> yeah, but he usually just beats those people up. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. he's too afraid to be around the people, you know, in case he does hurt them again. Yeah. Get mm. diving into the psychology of it. I love it's it. So deep. <laughs> I just kill. Chip said, "Like you, you've helped me." Cat replied, "Has he?" <laughs> He saved her life, I guess. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Who's counting? (laughs) I thought you didn't need saving. We all do sometimes. You taught me that. Probably the reason why we've beaten the crap out of each other so many times. Because they... Some people need saving, so that's why they've beaten the crap out of each other. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Chip, I'm going to save you. (laughs) Wham! Again, the deep dive into the psychology is... uh, We're just pulling that back a little bit now, aren't we? Let's let's assume that... They need saving, but they don't want to admit it, and then they fight over it. Or because something. sometimes when you say when you want to say you need saving, but you can't, then you fight. Yes, and you want a big strong man. To... <laughs> we all do sometimes. You taught me that. Probably the reason why we've beaten the crap out of each other so many times. True. 
Chip nodded, thinking of all the friends and acquaintances he had fought with over the years. That happens a lot. And he's not wrong. <laughs> Has he, I think he's fought all of his friends at one point. He crippled Louise. He's probably yeah. beaten up Jay. Obviously yeah. fought MC. Didn't he torture Jay? He, like, kidnap and torture Jay? Yes, he did. Well remembered with yeah. Scoot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I think they tortured MC as well. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they kill someone in front of MC? Oh, like a kid or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. He's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he wanted saving. <laughs> Yeah. That was literally whole Chip's whole thing was like he was hurting, in pain, needed therapy badly, but instead he decided to try and end the world. <laughs> this is an illustration of a way a very good comment on toxic masculinity and that sort of thing, but completely unintentionally. <laughs> yes, but in a way, because I guess that came from my own toxic masculinity yeah. back then, you know, yeah. like not that I was ever the most masculine, but like yeah, still yeah. that whole sort of man up and boys don't cry kind of bullshit, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, if only you'd met Jason earlier, <laughs> be, you would have been so much happier. Looking down at the cash inside his wallet, Ridley tucked it back into the pocket of his dark blue jeans. He'd been pulling his leather wallet out and staring at the fifty buck buck at the fifty buck inside of it on a couple of occasions since he'd been giving it for helping out at the docks. Lately, hustling people and demons had become a lot tougher. He only just about escaped death from the entity known as Dark Blue, the puddle, <laughs> due to his money problems, and the more people he conned and borrowed from, the more dangerous his hometown of New York City became more dangerous. <laughs> the more dangerous his hometown of New York City became more dangerous. <laughs> it's super dangerous. You wanted to emphasise how dangerous it was, so you said it twice. That's what they, that's what they do in all literature, right? <laughs> just repeat what they've just said. Not to mention the mutated side of him that reared his ugly head whenever tempers got fled. So he had made the decision to get an honest job and earn money. Uh, I I was intrigued about what was going to happen. Like after he uh, was no longer cursed, mm. whether he was going to go back on the hustle and start being yeah. more successful or not. Yeah. But... Well, I wondered this as well. Um, I kind of joked about it in the intro, but mm. you know the idea that really been cursed and that's why he was doing all this stuff, so mm. he would get more debt and that sort of thing. Was it cursed for him to keep? Was the curse that made him keep gambling? Was the the curse that sort of kept on getting him in bad situations with the gambling? I don't know. It was really vague. Yeah, <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> what, a bit of a bit of A, bit of B. You yeah, know, it's yeah. uh, it's all kind of mixed in there. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of like, would that affect him? Could he not be as effective con man anymore? Would he have to stop? Would the urge go? Like, I thought he, like that. I thought it was going to be like it gave him bad luck, so he was more likely to get bad hands and. But yeah. roll bad dice, but he was such a hustler and cheater and good at it Ooh. that he sort of overcame it. I quite like that. Mm. Let's go with that. Okay, okay. that's what it was. All right, great. <laughs> but now it seems like he's got a proper job. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I kind of like about this? I know mm. we're kind of joking around with the deep dives and stuff like mm. that. But like, well, obviously when we started Chip, it was very much a sort of like just getting to know the new series, the mm. new characters, the new world, you know, that fictional mm. New York City. Um, but now it kind of feels like we're at a point where we know the characters and then stuff is kind of changing a little bit. And they are developing. On. Yeah. yeah, definitely got a better feel for, for Ridley. He started off as this sort of one dimensional mm. New York stereotype hustler guy. And now he's got one and a half dimensions. <laughs> Which is the most anyone can have. <laughs> well, especially in this. Yeah. It had been a long time since he had worked a full day's work, and he felt a little tired. But the dust on his clothes and dirty hands made him feel good about himself. Almost better than the thrill of a con, which seemed to have disappeared a while ago. Yeah. So maybe there was a bit of an urge to... Or, or I wonder if it's that, or if it's just that he lost the thrill in general before the curse even, and he was just sort of 
going through the motions. Yeah, or maybe he's kind of realised, wow, this could actually kill me if I keep doing mm. this, so maybe he's just kind of stepping away from it a bit. Mm. Ridley had obtained the day's work from a friend of a cousin's friend's brother's uncle. Only a day's work, but the boss in the warehouse at the docks told Ridley he would give him a call if he needed him again. So just sort of cash in hands, moving stuff around the warehouse sort mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And now Ridley intended to splash his hard-earned cash on a few shots of whiskey. It's good that he's getting into <laughs> retaining his good habits. Uh, but how is he going to get next month's rent to spend on a card game? <laughs> he pulled out his wallet again and looked at the money. Before he could count it again, it disappeared from his hand. Bemused, Ridley swung round, but it was impossible to see through the hundreds of people that walked past him on the busy sidewalk. Remember the news report about pickpocketing ah, that was going on? Oh, well done. Ooh, so he just set that little nugget up, you nice. know, it's just there in the background. But then here we go, pull the trigger on that seed. Instead of mixing my metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens now? Chip asked Cat as they both walked to the front door of his apartment. Don't ask me, Cat replied. Just give me a call if you and... Just give me a call if you and when you need help. I guess if and when you need help is what just, I yeah, try yeah. to say. Yeah. Chip nodded and opened the door. As he did, Ridley barged past Chip and Cat, completely irate. See what I mean? Chip said to Cat. He looked at Ridley, who sat down on the sofa before popping back up again. Sons of bitches! He screeched. Trouble? Cat asked. Oh, there's gonna be... What happened? Chip wanted to know. Well, I just finished at the docks, working like a regular Joe, and I'm feeling good about myself. And I'm just about to toast that with a bottle of wild turkey... When something snatches my wallet. You a mug? Chip said. To an extent. How can you be mugged to an extent? I was holding my wallet right in front of me and whoosh. Next thing I know, it ain't there. Ooh, do you think we're going to be doing like a um, Arthur Dodger style thing? Like, uh, do you think the master was like oh. setting up for little demon sardine fat criminals or something? <laughs> I'm a smooth fat sardine. <laughs> 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 I think that's going to be the, the racket. I think you're right. Ooh. Well done. Any idea who did it? Cat asked. If I knew that, think I'd be standing here? Yes. Chip said with a sense of irony in his voice. All right, come on. Let's go back to the area it happened. Maybe we'll, we find something. Right. Then we can find whoever stole it and beat the holy bejesus out of them. Ridley was the first one out of the apartment. Come in. Chip said to Cat as he slipped on his coat. She nodded. That wallet had everything in it. Ridley continued to whine as the trio walked down the hallway. Money, credit card, driving license. This is nice. We got the trio together going mm-hmm. off on a mission. Yeah. And it's quite a, it's a relatively innocent, sort of <laughs> yeah, low-level, low-stakes kind of thing. Well, He's from... lost $50. <laughs> it's not the world ending. Ridley has lost $50. I like the, the fact that you neglect the whole idea that these thieves are actually slaves being forced into stealing for their master. Oh, yeah. Well, that hasn't been firmly established. But Ridley's that. $50. <laughs> That's the important thing. <laughs> it's a fake. The master said, throwing the driving licence onto the floor beside Relina. But this is a good start, my child. Soon, with my teachings, you will learn which people to target. Yes, master. Relina said in a soft voice. She was on her knees in front of the master as before, hoping that he's success in bringing in a prize would save her from any more pain. You all will. The master addressed the entire corridor of demons that were locked inside ah. cages and held with restraints. We were right. We were, yeah, well done. 
it's incredible that we were able to predict this <laughs> this labyrinthian plot <laughs> with such uncanny <laughs> uncanny accuracy. <laughs> Uh, oh, I want to put that in the bio for the podcast out, <laughs> Labyrinthian. <laughs> you are, Will. The master addressed the entire corridor of demons that were locked inside cages and held with restraints. Scanning the area under the black hood which covered its face, the master did not get a sense of respect from the demon it had captured. You all have a special gift. One that I can use. One that is beginning to work for us. Oh, do as I ask, and no one will have to be hurt like this. The master kicked Relina hard in the face, causing her nose to bleed. You did a really good job, and to prove that I'm not going to be mean <laughs> to you anymore, I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> well, it wants the compliance, doesn't it? You know, It doesn't want any doubt. It wants that... to break them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The master kicked Relina hard in the face, causing her nose to bleed. She had not yet healed from the beating he had taken this morning and prayed she would have avoided another after doing the master's bidding. I'm changing the sex of a lot of characters quite a bit here. It's going <laughs> yeah. from he and she quite a lot, you it know? Has. Relina was continually kicked in the stomach, legs and face until all of her demon kind were on their knees in praise of the master that was holding them captive, forcing them to steal from humans. Hey, we were right about that mm. as well. <laughs> Labyrinthian. <laughs> Take that, Minotaur. <laughs> I wish we had a Minotaur bad guy in this one time. There we go. The master looked around and nodded. Take her away! The master instructed the guards and Relina was dragged into a cell. Send Ma out! The master demanded and three more of the demons were dragged out of the cages. What if the demons are actually really evil anyway? <laughs> <laughs> They've just been eating people the whole time and kidnap babies and eat them. That would be better then, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really want to have that discussion. Well, I mean, Buffy and Angel had like demons who are good demons, right? Yeah. So this will be that one. Yeah, stop being so racist, MC. Against demons. <laughs> Chip, Ridley and Cat had been walking around the area and surrounding blocks where Ridley had lost his wallet for about an hour now. They weren't really sure what they were looking for. As if a good pickpocket would be walking around with a sandwich board on, parading Ridley's wallet around. <laughs> Ridley went over to a hot dog stand as his stomach was rumbling and he hadn't eaten since breakfast. True New York native. <laughs> what do I know about people from New York? Hot dogs. <laughs> they all like hot dogs, every one of them. What are we doing? Cat said to Chip. I'm not entirely sure. This is pretty useless. Whoever stole Ridley's wallet will be long gone by now. There's bigger things out there than your pal losing a few bucks. Well, not everything has to involve hacking and slashing. Guys. Ridley called out with a mouth four of hot dog, onion, mustard and ketchup. A mouth four. <laughs> a mouth four of hot dog, onion, mustard and ketchup. I was just talking to the hot dog vendor and he said that this is common ground for pickpocketing. Apparently, it's happening all over this part of NYC. So? Cat said. So... That means someone's made this their territory, Chip said, thinking. Ridley, what was the name of that bent cop? Ah, oh, he's bent again. Ah. Yeah. Is that a British term? Do they use it in America? I thought it was English, yeah. yeah. Detective Jack Bentley? Chip asked. <gasps> Bentley was in his office, sitting at his desk, which was covered in files and papers, and looked extremely untidy. 
Bentley was wearing a dark brown suit that looked worn and old, but still ironed well. He was chewing a toothpick and took his time looking up at Chip from behind a case file. Such a stereotypical kind of like (laughs) bad cop, you know? That's what it says there. Bentley tapped the name plaque on his desk as he sat forward from high relaxed position. Who wants to know? My name's Chip. Never heard of you, Bentley said after a moment's pause. <laughs> Is this how all police <laughs> react when you go up to them like, uh, excuse me, officer, who are you? But I've a... never heard of you. <laughs> Get out of here. But he's a bent cop MC. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He just wants to chew his toothpick. <laughs> Afternoon, Detective Bentley. Ridley said, peering around Chip. Bentley also noticed Cat standing just behind them both. Ridley. Well, this is an unwelcome surprise. I think I know where this conversation might be going. Shut the door. He instructed Cat. Because he's a woman. <laughs> God. Get a coffee. <laughs> Two sugars. Step to it, sweetheart. She did, and Detective Bentley stood up, walking over to Ridley. Word on the street says there's been a fair amount of craps and card playing going on in the basement of Ralph's restaurant. I oh, know they're playing craps. <laughs> you wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you, Ridley? Like, say, a date and time of the next game. Uh, sorry, Detective. I don't know what you're talking about. Now that's a shame, Bentley said, going back to his desk. Because I'm guessing this isn't a social call. And you know, I don't give information for free. How's this then? Chip slammed down a bundle of green paper on Bentley's desk. Money? Coupons. (laughs) 50p off milk. (laughs) The detective stared at it for a while. What's that? He asked. A bribe. Chip replied. I hear you like those. A certain kind. Ask your friend Ridley there. I told you, Bentley, I ain't got nothing. That's Detective Bentley. The cop sneered, standing again, leaning over his desk how he was almost face to face with Chip. You didn't spend five years in bent cop school (laughs) to just be called Bentley. Do you know how long it took him to (laughs) chew a toothpick? Is he trying to intimidate Chip by going face to face with him or is it getting romantic? (laughs) Hey, he would never cheat on Jason. That's Detective Bentley. The cop sneered, standing up, leaning over his desk while he was almost face to face with Chip. I think you should remember that. Chip placed a few more bills on the desk and said, We just want some information about a series of pickpocketing. Then we'll be gone. You know it's an offence to try and bribe a police officer. Can I just point out that presumably he's using more than $50 to bribe a cop (laughs) to get back $50. (laughs) They want to stop the pickpocketing ring as well, I guess. Sure. Also something the cops should be doing. Yeah. I hear they don't like you accepting them either. Cat said. Ooh, Cat getting sassy. Mm. Bentley peered over Chip's should. <laughs> God. Staring at Cat for a second or two before looking back at Chip. With one hand, Bentley scooped up the money and said to Chip, I think I know the area where you mean. We've had people all over that place for a while. Nothing has turned up. A dozen or so reports on the last month. All the same. No violence or force used. People just realise their wallets and purses are gone. 
It's rumoured to be some underground gang. Here's the case file. Get a copy and make sure you bring it back. Now scram! Oh, so he just happened to have the case file like right next to him then and there. Like, oh yeah, there you go. Go on, he's you got go a messy that. desk. He's got all his active co- case files That's in front true. of him. And just and... old toothpicks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Chip took the file from Bentley's hands and the trio turned to walk away. What are you? Bentley called out. Some kind of private dick. Only one dick here, detective. Chip stayed over his shoulder. See you around. That's quite good. That's a quite good line. Yeah, yeah good. well done. Well done, Chip. Indeed. Bentley said, leaning back in his chair. He reached for a phone in his jacket pocket and dialed a number. Guess who I've just had a chat to? Ooh, mm. mysterious man on the phone again. Mm-hmm. So Bentley's been tampering with evidence. Didn't he get like Chip's fingerprints or something before? From the van. Yes, yes, from the... Yeah, Chip the stole bandits. the money yeah. that he's now bribed the cop with. <laughs> what could go wrong? It's like a, <laughs> the tangle of legality here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Labyrinthian. <laughs> Outside of the police precinct, Ridley caught up to Chip, who held the file he had obtained from Bentley under his arm. Are you out of your mind? Ridley demanded to know. Did you just bribe Jack Bentley with the money you stole from a bank security van? Yes. Chip replied, opening the file. What security van? Cat inquired. And that's where we're going to end Deep Pockets, part one. So what do we think of that episode, MC? I think that if Chip... Chip physically couldn't have found a way for Jack Bentley to get, like, a hold over him anymore like he literally gave him bribed him with stolen money <laughs> bribed a police officer <laughs> with stolen money all Jack Bentley needs to do is go yes I took it because entrapment or whatever like yeah I, yeah. yeah it's a sting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I feel like but I think with Jack I mean obviously Chip doesn't know this so he's yeah. even dumber but like Jack Bentley's got his own motives so but I mean I, I reckon I wonder anyway mm. Uh, labyrinthian plot, obviously. <laughs> so it could be completely off. Um, but I do wonder if uh, Bentley is going to use that as a, a holdover chip and get Ooh. him to do something nefarious for Ooh, him. That would be good. Mm. That definitely won't happen now. <laughs> but I mean, we, I guess we don't know uh, why Bentley knows who Chip is, who the mysterious person on yeah. the phone is as well. Yeah. So it could all be tied into that, yeah. I guess. They know Chip is here. Yeah. I'm guessing they know he's a ninja, the Ku Claw, yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. How, how do you feel about the the big bad of this episode? Oh, the master. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's generic. It's, it's a evil person yeah. thing with shoals of fish. <laughs> it's a one episode. Uh, yeah. Been and gone bad guy, isn't it? I do wonder though if the pickpocketing demons are going to turn into the Baker Street Irregulars, like the little <laughs> street urchins for Chip, and they're going to get him information. I've never read Oliver Twist. I think it was Sherlock Holmes. Oh. I've never read any Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hemingway, you idiot. Clearly I've not read any of this. So. <laughs> but I guess I must have known enough to kind of rip that off in a way. Potentially. Assuming if they do turn into streetwise urchins. Didn't they'll become like Chip's eyes and ears on the street or yeah, something like that. That'll be good. That probably won't happen now that we've said that because it's a good idea. <laughs> um, it's not, I, I like the idea that Cat, Chip and Riddy are working together. Yeah. Chip had a good line yeah. for once. Yeah. Actually did a good quip but maybe he could become a proper scriptwriter now. <gasps> <laughs> An employed wisecracking scriptwriter. Oh my god he did a wisecrack. Oh my god. <laughs> Finally we made it guys. <laughs> we got to this point. 
you think there's going to be any consequences for when Cat finds out that Chip robbed a security van? I mean, Cat isn't exactly law-abiding, I guess. She's probably going to be like, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> let's get it for fun. You did it without me. <laughs> Well, if you've got any uh, other uh, theories or ideas about books I haven't read as well, did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we're also on Twitter at howiriptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. And we would greatly appreciate... uh, You know, we all need saving sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes we want a big, strong landlord... (laughs) Name Jason to sweep us off our feet and leave us a rating and review as it helps us immensely. <laughs> I'm glad we got to the point eventually. <laughs> I was just thinking about Jason, sorry. <laughs> yeah, leave us a star rating based on how good your landlord is in bed. Oh god, don't. 